1: Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
2: It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Yes. Well,
3: two guys. And Mackie who didn't do
0: <laughs> This is the O-Line Committee.
2: Boys. Happy mm. Combine Week to you both. Happy Combine Week to all who celebrate. Happy Shrimp Cocktail at Elmo's Week to Ooh. all who
4: celebrate. Mm, can't wait. Fuck.
2: Cannot wait. Do you wait. guys have reservations? you just going to
3: try and walk in and wing it? Nope. Big dog got resies this year. 10 o'clock. Oh, We're going to be there at 10 p.m., baby. It's go time. I'm wow. so excited. I'm so the, excited. The uh,
4: Shrimp Cocktail at 10 p.m. is going to be an interesting experience. It's when I try to go to bed and just rumble into my stomach after a few old fashions. We'll see if they mix well together, but I'm sure they do.
2: What makes it such a legendary shrimp cocktail at the combine? Is it the horseradish? Yes. People talk.
3: I've never had it. The horseradish, dude. It hits your tongue and it sends you in different directions. Like yeah. you're, you're at one point, you're like, "Why the fuck am I eating this?" So it's like, "Cause it's so good." And you're like, "Ah, God, I can't breathe."
4: Oh my god! But then as soon as you swallow it, you're like, "Back into the abyss," oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right? Like you, you like. You, it, while it's happening, your eyes are watering. Oh, you difficult. look like shit, and you're like, "Ah!" Uh, as soon as you swallow it, oh, more, more. <laughs> more. Like you just more. you just right back into more. it. It's so fun. And anytime you take someone that's never had it before and you order it, they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's some shrimp cocktail." And you're like, "Yeah, load it up. It's delicious." Load then it up. And you just like you you can smell it. And they're like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "It's probably not enough. Probably get one more scoop on there." I bet you can do it. <laughs>
2: It's it's a show, it's a stare down of football people, another scoop, another
3: scoop. Everybody at the tables are just eating it, and they're constantly like, oh god, it's
4: fucking terrible. (laughs) But here, you want to know what's funny? So St. Elmo's (laughs) is right next to Harry and Izzy's. And for whatever reason, everyone wants to go to St. Elmo's, and they're like, it's St. Elmo's, it's legendary, right? It's It's this, it's that. Harry and Izzy's is the same kitchen, just like one door down, and it's the exact same food. But for whatever reason, people get all hung up I'm like, nope, got to go to Elmo's, got to be at St. Elmo's. I'm like, it's the <laughs> same kitchen with the same food, and there's more space at Harry and Izzy's. I'm like, ah, not the same. I'm like, oh my gosh. I
2: got to go to Arby's. Away. No, tomorrow. I'm a tomorrow guy. Dude, no, yeah. Arby's. No, they're hey, sharing When you nice go into St. Elmo's,
3: I mean, shoulder to shoulder, there are people everywhere. And you're like, and then you go over to Harry and Izzy's, and it's just like, oh my God, I can breathe. <laughs> It's finally, It's not so hot in here. Like it's insane, but Jay's right. Same food, great food, love it. Can't wait. So yeah, excited,
4: dude. combine week. I get there on Wednesday, so I'll I be go there. Thursday. I'll be there Wednesday through Monday morning.
2: And the workout. The workouts start. Yeah. So when do like the Wednesday players night. get put through the ringer? So Wednesday night. Thursday
4: night. Thursday night. Yeah, I think I think D lineman and D lineman got there today or yesterday on Monday. And then they don't work out until Thursday, I believe, or maybe Wednesday. Yeah. No, I think it's Thursday. I think you're right. Yeah. What's
2: your What's your Mount Rushmore a favorite combine workouts or exercises or mental tests? What's the What's the George? Is it the Is the forty the George Washington on the Mount Rushmore? I mean, uh, is, it the, is it the three cone drill for you? What's the It's the bench. Will 225 Dude, the bench is up? definitely
3: the george washington for the old the, the bench is like, up there yeah like, the, the I, I will say this for yeah. sure and there. this is why like no matter what happens at the combine when you get on the bench you're in your element and i'm just telling you like it is and it's crazy because it's changed from when i did it to when they're doing it now like when i did it it was like they brought you in a tiny room and everybody was in there and you were like oh my god they're watching me and like Coach Lot was up there, and he was like, "You motherfucker, you better get it. You're gonna crush And he <laughs> smacked me so hard in the ribs when I went up, I thought he dislocated one of my ribs. Like, wait, I was like, like,
2: like while you're benching the yes, 225, everybody 25.
3: was like, "Dude, you got to be very careful because this guy's a nut." He was the one that was on the old Under Armour commercial with Joe Thomas. Like, come on, let's get it. Like, he was notorious. And so when he lifted the 225 off for me, it almost went out of my hands, and I was like, "Whoa, buddy!" And it lifted me off the bench, and I was like, "Jesus, this guy's like." And then or like, Come on, let's fucking go! <laughs> and you're like, okay, let's go, dude. I was just going and going and going, and then all of a sudden somebody touched my leg, and they were like, stop bouncing, and I was like, seriously, you are fucking kidding me, dude? I was so mad, but I still got 34 reps, so I was super excited. So my- that would be the George Washington. The one thing, honestly, dude, the 40. It's just the worst. You're running it and like halfway through, you're like, everyone's laughing at me. I know they are. I think my knees just touched. Oh, my God. Like, dude, it is the, one of the worst dude, who fucking was it? feelings.
2: Was it Andre Smith who just Don't. did it shirtless? Don't. It's yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to lean into this. Dude, I'm, taking, I'm taking the, take, taking the Andre job. Andre was my
3: roommate it. and he, I was there when he left. What? And they came to me and they were like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, long story short. He's not here. (laughs) They were like, what do you mean he's not fucking here? And I was like, he told me to tell you guys, all of you, he's leaving. (laughs) They were like, when the fuck did this happen? I go, "Uh, probably around midnight. I don't know what you want me to do. I was like, was I supposed to stop him? (laughs) They were like, yes, stupid. I was like, suddenly this guy's my fucking teammate now i'm at the combine with them, and he leaves and it's my responsibility dude they were so pissed no man left behind no, no man, man left behind they were like you should have followed him out of the hotel until the fucking plane i was like oh my god just never can win at the combine
4: dude terrence do you remember terrence cody the d lineman from alabama that ran the 40 and it was just like Bruh, like he was just so it was like 400 pounds this <laughs> rolls everywhere and then the, the legendary one is uh, Chris Jones ran in and his freaking dick fell out. Remember That's that? Right? right? Yeah. Like, like his shorts like, came down on the of He's like laying on the ground, like he's just pushing everything down. Everyone's like, What's wrong with this guy? And he's like, afterwards, he's like, well, everything just kind of fell out. Because yeah. <laughs> he wanted to wear the spandex. We didn't realize yep. they were boxers. And so they had like oh, the no. hole in the middle where yeah. That would that one was
2: that one was bad. Awesome. <laughs> So, dudes, it's combine week. Uh, we've got we've got some juicy mics here. We've got some mm. great dumb football questions. Before we dive into the mics, and we're going to reflect back on what wound up being the biggest episode of the o Line Committee podcast Jesus. to date. And welcome to Kirk Cousins' Twitter. Both of you guys are now I, officially. Initiated. I don't have Twitter. Welcome Probably Jeremiah. We sent you enough screenshots.
3: For I think. The oh, I got I got <laughs> I can't believe that many people are typing during the day. Like I just can The shots just kept coming. It's the See, most random times.
2: We will. We will get to it in a second. But if you guys are new to the podcast, or if you've maybe jumped on board eight months ago when we started, uh, thank you for getting us to eighteen thousand <laughs> YouTube subscribers appreciate yesterday. You,
4: you guys, you know that. If some of you all are haters appreciate you. I
2: love just, it. I love just it. Hate watching right now. The the, the the two best things you can do to help us grow this thing again we're eight months into this venture click the like and the subscribe button on the youtube channel oh three things jeremiah's got the spreader for losers merchandise on Spreadser. shameless plug o-line committee.com for all your offensive line lifestyle merchandise and you can follow us on social media any platform at Oline committee to help us grow this thing so We start every show with who's the mic, where we identify in offensive lineman fashion the most important things on our mind around football. So I will start with the the first mic here, boys, and it's Kirk Cousins Twitter, which you guys (laughs) stepped in last week. So here's what happened. I don't know if you live in a cave here in the O-Line Committee universe and you somehow didn't consume last week's episode. We talked about Kirk Cousins, what the Vikings should do. And I think about halfway through the discussion, I brought up, all right, I'm just an idiot with a Vikings NFC Championship 1998 hat. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. You guys played 16 years in the NFL. It kind of bothers me that he doesn't – he takes 24 hours off on Tuesdays. And you guys both said, yeah, you know, like based on our 16 years of experience in the NFL, one of you played in the Super Bowl. The other one played with Philip Rivers and Cam Newton. So that's kind of weird, right? Did you expect – the avalanche of negativity calling you guys idiots <laughs> calling your families ugly like what is your reaction to kirk cousins twitter after you stepped in it last week
4: dude i fucking laughed the, first yeah. of all all of you get sensitive fine for sure ultra <laughs> ultra ultra sensitive. and then we're gonna come back for an ultra sensitive for all of you as well i'm writing this down listen keeping notes if you watch the episode. Nowhere in there did we attack Kirk Cousins' character. Nowhere in there did we say that he was a dog shit quarterback. All we talked about was that I have had zero experience with quarterbacks that didn't at least come into work a little bit on Tuesday, right? And everyone that was defending, like, well, Patrick Mahomes went to his daughter's soccer games on Tuesday or this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, but I promise you he went and did some work before that. Because Kirk very plainly said, I don't do any football for 24 hours on Tuesday. I get away from it. I don't do any of it. He does body work. He does does get the massage, the deep tissue. That's different. There's prep, right? There's prep. And then other people, last rebuttal here, the idea that he's not not prepared on Sundays, right? Like, obviously, he's prepared. He's putting up numbers. Great. You can be prepared. But the caveat there is, are you ready for everything? Right? That's the last thing. Are you ready for everything that can be thrown at you? Or is there one or two times a game where like, hmm, Kirk, you missed that one, bud. You missed that blitz. You missed that read. Like once or twice. That's all it takes. And in a game that requires precision all the time, we'll see. And all I know is I'm starting to read more things about the Vikings possibly not bringing Kirk Cousins back. And I'm just going to sit there and let you know. I keep receipts. I keep receipts. And when all this comes down, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Such a hater. Yeah, I know, right? There's so much uh, hate in your heart, Jeremiah. Such a
3: hater as I just spell out the
4: truth. Jay, I forgot
3: to tell you. I had the best weekend ever. (laughs) Just fucking ever. I went all over the place for hockey, and I got into a lot of conversations with a lot of people. (laughs) And I mean, most of them were like, dude, I'm fucking with you. And I was like, thank you. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't have a Twitter because I don't give a fuck what any of you think. Okay. I was in that room on Tuesday. I know what the GM and the head coach are saying. I know what the fucking owner's saying. I know. I don't care. I'm telling you. It's the truth. And it's okay. And I'm not even mad. And you've all been fine for sensitive. I used to love when people <laughs> get hit with sensitive because you'd be like, let them say something. Say something else. Say something, say something else. else. But ding. Ultra. Let's, let's, and then if you kept going, it was like, dude,
2: now it's a fight. <laughs> I'm going to see if we can get a sensitive ding for one of you guys here because I'm going to read some tweets about you from Mm. Kirk Cousins' Twitter last week. This is the best. Let's start with Wyatt. Wyatt chimes in here. I don't think Wyatt played in the NFL, but Wyatt has some opinions for you guys. Yeah, shame on Kirk for caring caring more about his kids and wife than his career. What a bad human
4: being that Kirk Cousins is. Yeah, because asking you to work 18 Tuesdays. (laughs) Out of the fifty-two weeks, and pay you forty-five million dollars—terrible of to ask you to work and win us football games. Maybe
2: you'd be a better parent maybe, though if maybe you I'd been, Yeah, maybe I'd be a maybe. better dad. You maybe know, maybe a
3: better dad. But maybe I could coach another sport. Maybe, maybe I could have. <laughs> maybe I could have done something else.
2: I mean, Boone, Boone coaches fourteen sports for four and I still kids, went right on actually.
3: Tuesday all day. I mean, it's how life goes, man. That's it's they don't get it. If they just don't understand that, like for like seven months, you can do whatever you want. You can literally do and go and say, turn your phone off. Coaches don't have They can call. You don't have to answer. They can't get mad because your response could be like, I want to be left the fuck alone. And their answer will be, so do I. I'm not mad at you. See you in August. I'm not even kidding you. That's their response. If you try to call a coach in the off season, they will not answer. And they'll text you back with, fucking busy, stupid. Leave me alone. Okay? But the minute you walk in in August, your phone is fully charged. It is always off. Like vibrate. And it is fucking ready for a phone call at night from that coach. And it is always ready to roll because that's the time that we're on because that's when we're getting paid. That's when you get paid to go in. And so there's like never like a, no, I can't make it today. Dude, we've only asked you to be here for like three months. <laughs> I mean, guys
4: miss, guys miss the births of their children. Like happened.
2: I miss Johnny's to. birth. I was Adrian, at a game. Adrian chimes in. Should, should they have to? Adrian chimes in and says, at the end of the day, it's a career players need to have work-life balance like any no, other profession.
4: That's the most millennial Gen Z I hate. I hate that phrase so <laughs> freaking much, dude. Work-life balance Uh-oh. is maybe... Hey, th- that listen, ultra. That, trigger, <laughs> that triggers me, and it triggers me in a bad way. It Whenever does. I hear someone talk about a work-life balance, I'm like, you don't... You will not succeed. I'm sorry. Nothing in life will succeed. If you feel like you're a twenty-four year old and you're like, ah, I just I need more work life balance and I wish I was making 250K a year, <laughs> like the guy that's been there f- for 40 years. Like, I, I have a right to that. I deserve that. No, you earn that. You don't just get to walk into that. So as soon as I read that one, as soon as I hear the words uttered to me, work life balance. I want to jump off a bridge. I love this. I keep
3: going. This is great. Okay,
4: let's see.
2: So, oh, this is great. This is from uh, Denumis. Imagine basing thoughts off these two players. Kirk has been a top 10 quarterback, but let's listen to players who never made the Pro Bowl talk about what it takes to be one of the best in the
4: NFL. Got me. (laughs) Oh, shit. I mean, we don't... None of us, again... We weren't attacking Kirk's character. We were just simply talking off of our previous experiences in the NFL with potential Hall of Fame quarterbacks. That's all I'm going to say. I just My favorite, and I don't know if you saw this, Mac, my wife, I got home on Friday night from, uh, we were up in Minnesota, and I yep. came back, and she doesn't pay attention much on Twitter. I go, "Do you see what happened to me on Twitter this week? She goes, well, I go, I got dragged. She's like, "What? Well, because I got dragged." And so she pulls up her tweet, and we may have had a few glasses of wine. And she starts going through, and she goes, "This is hilarious." And then she started retweeting. She started, them. Retweeting. She started retweeting the mean tweets that everyone. Did. She's just like, "This is this is hysterical. Like you, you're getting murdered on here." I was like, "Yeah." And she just kept going. I was like, "Okay, that's enough. I gotta." I get like, that's, a, that's enough. That's enough. I got enough. I She thought on. it was no. She dude, thought it was so funny. I gotta get on this, Alex.
2: Life. I think Alex should stay. Jane, should. <laughs> this might yes. need to be an
4: intervention. I think Alex should it's stay, a, it's stay. It's awkward. a good yeah. You need, like, I just want to There's read a reason these when, tweets. like, you have a thought, you call me. And oh, yeah. You, you filter your thought through me, and then we decide if it's good to send out. To <laughs> or not. If you, you have need, Twitter, you there, is no sure. like, there, there is no filter. Like, there is no none. filter. It's just like, I should send this. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> About a month ago, Jay called
3: me and was like, take it down fucking now. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, right now. Yeah. Dude, th- that's how it was when I played. Jay called me, like, nope, nope. don't. Can't don't do, do that. that. Can't yep. do that, buddy. That we're humans. We don't yeah. do that too. I, I have
4: alerts. It, it, I have alerts for whenever Alex posts so that I make no, sure are you I, can, I so can get to it quickly if something happens.
2: <laughs> okay, here's one of the tweets, one of the mean tweets that Jeremiah's wife retweeted to the Hit internet it. world. Hit it. Cyril Cyrils is one of the worst Vikings linemen in history. Both of these dudes <laughs> Dudes. Both, both these of dudes. these dudes most likely have CTE. They've been hitting the head a lot just because they played in the league doesn't make them experts. Kirk has had more success than both of these dudes combined.
4: They're just bitter.
3: <laughs> okay. I know this. I,
4: I I have more playoff wins than Kirk so oh, i know i've played
3: in the that... super bowl I, mean, I don't i don't I know don't... what the fuck anybody wants me to say <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I, I don't oh, have I a response for anything a little, a
4: any a little, little
2: sensitive
3: <laughs> no literally i don't know what, what do i say that's a lie i, I have my head mark size i've been <laughs> to more <laughs> playoff games a little bit may not, not made do? More,
4: may not have made more money but
3: i wasn't a quarterback sure won, uh, what the
4: fuck you want me to do i uh, won three playoff games so oh, here here's i'll give you one more here
2: it's the most common response to this entire episode last week No, it's some variation of, well, at least Kirk doesn't take Sundays off
3: like Alex did for (laughs) his entire career. Dude, I read that and died. Johnny's like, what are you laughing at? I go, I don't even know. I don't know oh, how to respond God. to this. Yeah, dude, where were you on that?
2: Sundays? Where, dude, I was at I was at checkmate. hockey. I was at
3: volleyball. I was dying laughing reading these. People are like, "What are you laughing?" At? I'm like, "People are crushing me." And they're like, "Yeah, you must." One of the girls' moms from volleyball, swear to God, comes out of nowhere on Sunday and goes, "Well, you've had an interesting weekend." I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> even you've heard about this. All the dads were looking at me some type of way over in fucking Burnsville. Like, I saw what you said. So he's my guy. I'm a crusader. Dude, Tell i'll me die on the cross
4: why why what has he done to earn this loyalty from people he's like i'm guy. so confused like what is he done in biking he's a great guy who gives he's a, a they don't super understand
3: nice you have to separate personal from business and that's why there's business, no response dude. to this it's, it's just business you can't say anything if they're not going to believe it it's constantly like he's just a great guy and we're like we know he's a great fucking guy wears the coals does the chains no shirt awesome fucking cool just can't win the big one
4: and it's also the price point like that's what our biggest thing is cousins comes back for 15 million dude sign me up fuck yeah all day long cool let's roll if he comes back for 40 it's just not worth it it's not personal i'm not personally attacking kirko i like the guy i think he's kind of a cool quirky fun guy I just don't like him for the price point at which he's going to demand when he could go to another team that's closer to winning the Super Bowl for that price point. Dude, and by the way, start building. That's speaking of the, price point, it.
2: he is he is gearing up. This is this is some quarterbacks. Patrick oh, you Mahomes, saw the video. Brady, they oh, saw the video. Kirk shines in calculated. March. Dude, the, the Monday calculated. of the combine. And there he is. dropping back. Yep. Toss and passes on a tennis court. Is that because Dude. just the ground is stable? You don't yes. want to go out on the grass, right? Yes.
4: Okay. And it. I mean, so listen, every quarterback in the NFL is somewhat of a trained killer. Oh, they, yeah. they, they're very calculated and very cold in the moves in which they can make, whether it's undercutting a coach at the end of being like, get that guy out. I don't want him going rogue on a play call during the thing or like, or free agency when all looting up to here, he's been talking about in his suits and he's not in his Kohl's cash anymore, looking good. He goes on to the NFL award ceremony and he's dancing. And then the calculated move of Monday morning, combine meetings are beginning, calendars are filling up, and everyone at the combine is going to want to, want to God, talk God. about you Kirk. God. And he's just out there slinging the rock. He could have thrown it four times. Who knows? He could have thrown it four times. We're like you get that great post it. And that's all it would have taken. And now Twitter world's like, look at this guy. He's, he's going to be dude, great. He, here's the,
2: here's the crazy fine. thing. So there's all these platforms that have projected contracts for all the, for like PFF and SpoTrack and over the cap, right? They project everyone's contract <laughs> figure. Every, I've seen three different projection websites over the last month. All three of them have seen his value go up by like $10 million a year. In the last 30 days, nothing has happened except for him going on stage and dancing and him throwing footballs on a tennis court, right? Yeah. It's, and, but him doing the media tour. And it, it, it is brilliant negotiation mm-hmm. no, it is. leverage by Fantastic. him. It's how, how you have to get do another it. $80 million guaranteed. And,
3: dude, even the fans know why he posted that video. Everybody knows why he posted that video. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. You're a fucking dog, dude. Like you, you, I see what you're doing here. Look at him out there. Just like I'm, just gonna throw a couple passes. No big deal.
4: And the salary cap going up thirty million dollars, dude. It
3: went up big this year. How about that? It's fucking huge
4: thanks Taylor listen may hate it on you but if you brought the salary cap to go up 30 million dollars somebody's getting paid Swifty yeah you 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 resisted
2: this all year you in particular Jay hey hey, don't forget if we can
4: push if we can push 30 million every year I don't care what she does on. yeah and you
3: know after a four year average you have to spend all that money so eventually somebody on every team is gonna get paid some fucking money yeah I think (laughs) this opened this
4: this opened the door for Kirk to get another max contract like big big contract when the salary cap goes up by that much because I mean they were projecting it to go up by like eight at one point, yeah. and then it goes up by 30, and you're like, woo! 250 right, here we go. They're like,
0: Here Damn. we go. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
2: Okay, somebody else
4: hit, hit us with a mic here. On. Jay, All right. Jay. I'll go with my mic. So, report came out this week that Marvin Harrison Jr. is not <laughs> going to be running at the Combine and that he may yeah. not even run at Pro Day. And I think it's great. And when asked why, he said, I want to go get better at football over the next eight weeks, not get better at testing. And I think that's a phenomenal move by a guy like that. And I wish more guys were allowed to do that because it's so true. You get eight weeks, right? So here's what I want people to understand. When you're a rookie, right, you get a year of hell. It's brutal, right? It is brutal. You get off your bowl game. Say you play in a Jan one bowl. You get off your bowl game. You immediately roll into your training facility. You're beat up from the season. You feel like dog crap. You get there for a few weeks, immediately you go to your all-star game, go grind and pound out for another week. You get back, now it's February 1st, you've got four weeks till the combine. You're honed in, you're day every day, you're going. You go to the combine, as soon as that's over, you're immediately going into your pro day sometime in March. You might have 10, 30 visits. You might be traveling all over the country in April, going to all these places, and then it comes to the draft. And then once you get drafted, you can't even join the team for two weeks. Right. You can't even show up for OTAs. You have rookie mini camp and then you get to go home and then you come back and then you finally show up in the middle of May and then you're there for four weeks essentially and you leave in the middle of June and then you don't you get five weeks off or three weeks off and then you come back in July, it's training camp. You don't get any development time in that. And when you spend the first eight weeks of that focusing solely on just being a forty runner and a jumper and a vert and all that stuff, you're losing valuable time. Of becoming a better football player and honing in your skills, and then when you show up in June, if you're not a freak show first, second, third rounder, like you're behind the eight ball. And those coaches, when you show up, they no longer care. Hey, how fast did you run? Hey, did you jump really high? <laughs> what was your there, three like was no your shit. L drill amazing? It's like, hey, idiot, block that guy, run past that guy, catch that football, like cover the D. Like it just is no longer about that. And then you flip them immediately, be like, well, now you're not great. What happened? Why aren't you a good football player right now? Right? Oh, well, OTAs, you've already lost a ton of trust, right? You've lost a ton of trust. You've lost a ton of that. And so then it falls down the line of like, you're fighting an uphill battle in training camp for the eight to 10 roster spots that are available. And so I wish more. Guys would take this approach and would focus on football. And I know you can't because that's what the NFL is. And so I wish the NFL would find a way to get it back to focusing on football and focusing on what can make these guys better. Because at the end of the day, it's going to make your team better. It's going to give you a better chance to win championships. But I just hate that the combine has become such a focal point for all these guys to come and train and run and do all these things fast. when it doesn't really matter about football. Like I wish, I wish the pre-draft process was more focused on football-related than it was combine-related. Because at the end of the day, the combine was created for medical and interviews. And then while they were all there, they're like, "Eh, let's let's make the let's make the cattle run forties. What do you think? Yeah, should we make them all run and stand around their underwear for two hours? Position groups where
2: the the data matters more. Like an edge rusher has to hit certain data points, or or would you say that that the data points collected aren't nearly as important as just watching film on a guy's 15 games in the yeah regular season. Yes. that's
3: what we're saying
4: yeah i mean i think there's certain positions that like you need to know top end speed like receiver db but like how many times have we seen a running back that's not a 4-4 guy but has a ton of success in the nfl because he's got great vision and great power and he can come on like find the holes right i mean dns dns is a weird one for me because there's so many dns that ran super fast but then they get on the football field and they're not that strong and so they're like well you're only a third down guy i guess yep. like everyone oohed and aahed about that dude from georgia last year that ran a 439 didn't really hear his name called much this year right like you think an edge rusher it's a 439 immediately you're like Ooh, ah. And then he disappears because he's only like 235 pounds and you're like sweet come here four nine i'll just three nine i'll just jump on you here right so there's so many data points that go to it but none of that equivalents to football in my opinion i mean maybe the 40 with a receiver that can run and getting out of breaks, but you can find that out when watching guys tape. Like, you can find mm-hmm. all that out when watching guys tape.
3: Not surprised, though, his dad played for a very long time. And I'm sure his dad, because I don't think he has an agent either, right? Who? Uh, Marvin Mar- Harrison? Marvin Harrison Jr.
4: I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I think but, I saw Caleb Williams doesn't have an agent, too.
3: Yeah, but like, I'm sure Marvin Harrison's dad was like, listen, fuck this shit. You're going to go play ball. You're going to be a top pick. Uh, you don't need to fucking prove anything. Like, that's a dad that played a very long time that's like i know what's going on okay and guess what coaches love you they think you're a great player you running this 40 running this cone running this shuttle is fucking stupid there's a lot of us that feel like that at the same time you have to go and do it it's a test it's a big Mm -hmm. test that's exactly what this is that's kind of why i'm not against it because it's a test to pull you out of your element and fuck with you and see what you're about and be like okay i know you don't want to run a 40 fuck Son, I don't give a shit what your 40 is. As long as it's under fucking 5'5", five, five, we're good. But at the same time, we're going to bother with you. Like, we're going to keep you up late. The boys were talking to the boys the other day. And like, they keep you up late. They wake you up early. You sit around. You take a ton of tests. You're asking lots of questions. And then at night, everyone's like, okay, let's go stretch and run around. And you're like, Fuck. And they're like, yes, dude, that's what this is all about. This is all about how long can you handle this? How long can you stay at your max? How long can you sit here and ride this fucking show out? Because if you can go the whole time, congratulations, dude. Welcome to the league. That's what this is. It is a massive test because every day something fucking crazy is going to happen. Every day you need to be ready. Every day you have to be on high alert. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking
4: looking at the schedule, right? So I have a players for my schedule. Oh, this is fun. They are from on Wednesday when they arrive. Formal interviews go till eleven thirty at night. No Thursday. Shit. Thursday when they arrive, start their morning at six AM, formal interviews end at eleven thirty at night. Friday, See? six AM wake up, piss test, formal interviews end at ten o'clock at night. Saturday, six AM wake up, medical and of ten thirty at night formals. And there's wow. something all day long. All, all day. day long. There is zero then, time off. And then they don't run till Sunday night. Right. So everyone thinks when you get to the combine, you're like, oh, these guys are rested. They're fresh legged, They're ready to go run. They're at the end of the week. Their brains are fried, scrambled potatoes like they're all over the map. And then it's like, "Okay, go perform. And that's a piece of the test, too, of, hey, after we've messed with you all week, can you still go out and physically perform? So there are pieces to it. I just hate how much it's been made of it. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And how much the public looks at it and takes it as gospel of guys like, oh, look at that test, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, he didn't get drafted on Saturday of the third day of the draft, it's like because he's a shitty football player. Like yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like people fall in love with these combine darlings that aren't necessarily good football players.
2: You know, here is my biggest question for you guys: the smartest front offices in the NFL and some of the smartest people, like John Elway, was one of the great quarterbacks of all time. Runs the Broncos front office for a number of years. Can't identify a quarterback, right? The 49ers, John Lynch, the roster that they've built, Super Bowl contenders for years, Kyle Shanahan. They go through the entire process and say, yeah, we're trading all this capital to go get Trey Lance. And they whiff. It's so hard for the smartest people in the game to figure out who's a bust and who's not at quarterback, the most important position. I'm not expecting you guys to, to have any secret sauce answers. But like if you get a few days at the combine to sit down with a JJ McCarthy or a Drake mayor, whoever it is, you get to watch him maybe do some drills, maybe not, but you, you get what, 15 or 20 minutes in a room with him. Yeah, formals yep. are
4: 15 minutes.
2: Can you, is, is there anything you can do in those 15 minutes to figure out, Ooh, I don't know about this guy or that's interesting. This guy has something
4: that I, unlocks. You, you his need success. more than 15 no, you need minutes, way more. which is why, I mean, if you're truly talking about the quarterback situation, you bring him in on on what's called the 30 visits, Right. And sometimes people refer to them as top 30 visits. But what it really is, is you can bring in 30 dudes into your facility during the pre-draft process. Mm -hmm. Right. And those 30 dudes can be, hey, I want to interview my first rounder and make sure it's really the guy that I want all the way to identify top free agents in the draft that you want to recruit right you want those guys to feel some love right hey we love you we bring you in here and then you feed them a line of bullshit on saturday of like man we we wanted to draft you but we just we had another need and another position i got overruled but we still really want you to be here remember we brought you in right and they try and play that recruiting game a little bit and so it's everything in between but if you're truly talking about a franchise quarterback you got to get him in the building for a day and you can find out a lot about a guy in a day Right, You put him through a bunch of meetings, you make him meet with everyone, you just pick his brain and get everyone's opinion on him with a 24-hour period and then make that decision. You really don't get much in these 15 minutes with these dudes at the Combine.
3: No, especially because they're coming from meeting to meeting to meeting, so you know they're kind of like all over. And when Jay's right, when you get him for a day, everybody's talking to him, and then you go ask everybody, and then the doctors are getting to see them and hang out with them. And honestly, you spend more time with the doctors at the Combine than you do anybody. So if anybody had a better feel for you, it's them. And they're so funny and fucking cool that when you get in there with them, that you're just kind of laughing and hanging out, and they're kind of pulling on you and prodding on you. So when you do go to the coaches, now you're like, oh, shit, this is different. These guys are serious. And all of a sudden, they're trying to fucking be serious, and you're like, are we being serious? Or are we fucking? I don't, I don't understand what's going on right now. Like, and then all of a sudden, Sunday night, you're like, I got to run? I gotta fucking do what? I just set an MRI machine for seven hours. Mm. Fucking kidding me? Dude, I, mean, I had to get everything after yeah. MRI. You're there all day at the hospital. And you're at a real hospital. And there's real people that are really sick and you're yeah. like, do I need to be here? Do I do I need to be in the MRI? Fr-
4: Friday Friday is so Friday's the <laughs> Friday's the medical day for the O linemen. Oh, so on the schedule, eight AM starts your X-rays and you are in medical scheduled until 6:30. So you're just in an MRI tube or in a waiting room all day long. Wow. And it without fail every year an MRI tube breaks. Yep. With, with, and then you're shuttled to a different hospital. Like <sighs> the amount of time I've had to bring every year so I've gone to my third combine. My first two years I've had to bring food and dinner to guys because they missed it because they were in medical. Yep. Right? Like and they're like hey, we got back, dinner's closed it's like all right chipotle or jimmy johns or chick-fil-a like make your decision i know that's what's around here and i will bring it to you right it's crazy what they put these dudes through at the combine like the mental side and they've tried to be better the worst was two years ago when they made them run at night right like when they're like hey like the running backs team get on the field until like 9 p.m because they were trying to do this thing with the NFL Network because everything's a big money grab for the NFL. That's so right. Like, it's prime time.
2: Let's yeah, go. prime Let's time. Go. That no, would suck. It's, it's nine o'clock so not fair to these players,
4: <laughs> dude. It's just, I don't what know. If, I'm salty about the combine. I think I wish they just did it better. I wish there was more football and it wasn't just about this testing and Daniel Jeremiah and the talking heads going, he's going to want to improve that time. That's not... It's like, shut the fuck
2: up. What, what about the... Uh, and One more quick thing and then we'll get to Booney's mic here. But the there's now... Rosenhaus, and, and by the way, Jeremiah is an agent. Jeremiah uh, helps run an agency. He's a partner. You've got two of the top agencies now. Is it Athletes First and Rosenhaus mm-hmm. that, are, that are telling their players, do not take the S2 cognitive test? That, that, that replaced the, the old Wonderlic, Wonderlic test, right? Yeah. Because yep. the test scores get leaked. You know? What do you make of that? Here's
4: what I think is funny so i know who the guys who did that test and put the aptitude test on last year was the houston texans because i they had john michael take it right and he took it, he's like that was a weird test dude and he went through it and then so when that test got leaked they were like hey he didn't do so great on that test i was like "Ooh, i know the texans gave that test like hey I had everyone take that test texans took him second overall so how much did that really affect what they thought about him or was it all a ploy so that the the Carolina Panthers right. didn't take them at number one. We can right. Right. Like You yeah. have to understand te- everything te- that happens in pre-draft is calculated by these teams. Like guys like Chicago, Chicago will bring in someone on a 30 visit that they have zero intention of drafting, zero intention, just to screw with everybody else. And there'll be teams that do that all the time they'll right. be like hey we don't really want this guy but i bet you the teams behind us do so let's act like we're going to take him and maybe they'll trade up with us mm-hmm. like there's so many of the little chess moves but i don't see a reason not to take a test right i don't think that it, it hurts you unless you mean unless you're really stupid like you really should probably not take that test and there's some dudes out there where you're like Hey, one hand red, one hand yellow, right, left. But overall, like I think it's a good thing to take those tests because I mean the NFL is a complicated beast, and they need to see can you handle things, can you process things. Like I think it's fine to take it. I really don't see an issue taking those tests.
3: I agree. Plus, I don't believe half the stuff coming out, anyways. Like when are like CJ thing, Stroud like- didn't do well, you're like, that's a fucking lie. He went number two overall. He had <laughs> yeah. a great season. How many people see? You guys are believing it again. You're believing exactly what these teams want you to because the Houston Texans loved him that much. They were like, watch this. We're gonna say he failed this S two test, and everybody's <laughs> gonna hate him instantly. Everybody was like, oh my god. They were like, see, they're all fucking idiots. <laughs> We don't care what you do on a test. This test was failable from the beginning. It was not passable in any way. But you sat down and you fucking took it like we asked you to. There's your test. There's the simplest fucking test we've asked you. If we ask you to do something in this fucking time frame, I expect that you do it. If you don't do it, don't expect these doors to open. Ever. That's how this league is fucking run. That's why I love this league. Because when the coaches call you, they're like, hey, you did it. You fucking did what I asked you to do. And I know it hurt really, really bad, but now we're going to pay you. And you're like, thank you. You're like, you fast. You passed the fucking test, stupid. It wasn't hard. You just had to keep going and going and going and going. And when you do, dude,
2: it's fucking awesome. I was going to see if we could take the test on this podcast, but you have to go to an S2 location to, like, you have to go to a physical location to take the test. Is there- I can get us Wonder
3: and- You want to take a Wonder with us? We could do, if we could it's do- How long It's fucking take?
4: Can we do it I on the podcast? I think you pod? only get 10 minutes. You only Isn't get twelve. It's it's twelve minutes. Tw- yeah, it's twelve. 50, Fifty questions. Yeah, in 12 I, I walked minutes, in the right? other
3: day when the boys were all taking them. And I tried fucking with them, and they were like, "Stop, <laughs> stop!" I was like, "Okay, <laughs> if yeah, you can,
2: it- if you can get a like I will take a wonderlic on this." Podcast. Oh yeah,
3: I got a ton of them. I get two. Yeah, okay, we have we, we get, have practice. It can test. be an
2: Aussie one. Uh, okay, Booney, give us one mo- Give us your
3: non-football mic. My let's non-football let's mic. One. Your right, hockey listen, mic. Listen, it's listen, a hockey mic. Listen, this guy. This fucking guy. And I know I'm veering off the path here, but I'm just so excited because the Catalina Wine mixers this week, and I haven't slept, and I'm ready to roll. Matt Rompe. Rempe? Rompe? Rempe? Is it rem- Rempe, right? Rempe. It's rem- I think it's R-E-M-P-E. R-E-M-P-E. Yeah, yeah Rempe. Yeah. So everybody knows I have four kids that play hockey, so I'm always in a rink, and so we watch hockey a ton during the season. So I'm watching the outdoor series. Shout out to the uh, Giants and Jets. Before the game, they look so awkward standing up there holding <laughs> cue cards like – Welcome to the Outdoor <laughs> Series. I was like, God, nobody could, they should have called me. I'd have been like, motherfuckers, it's go time. Like I'd have been going crazy. First shift, first debut, this dude fucking drops gloves. And I notice right away, who is Slenderman in the corner? beating the shit out of somebody <laughs> right and they the the guys are going nuts they're like this is his first debut so i'm like dude this guy instantly has my heart i'm like i love he's this guy six
2: foot eight off skates by dude, the way
3: you should see him on skates he looks like he's seven foot so then the next game he comes out same fucking thing just starts dropping a dude throwing hands like he has never thrown like just going crazy instantly i'm like okay now i really like this guy third game comes out gets like a misconduct gets a major gets into a fight for a minute straight (laughs) then he got he's they're skating him off the ice gets into another fight on the way into the box like I'm like dude this guy is my fucking dude right now like just because when he goes out there dude the intensity level is on, and everybody's gonna be looking at him now like no i'm not, okay. dude he has the greatest reach like he, when he locks out you're like there's no way his helmet came off and i was like i'm not even worried like there's no way this martin dude's gonna be able to even touch him he's just throwing hands got black eye bloody nose i'm like dude where is this guy that, in football where the exactly, fuck okay. did all these why, guys go
2: i feel like you would have been that guy in football why okay why is it that hockey is the only sport that you here's here's a bunch of action happening and then two guys get mad at each other or feel like they need to defend one of their teammates and the game stops, everyone clears out and two dudes drop gloves and circle and and it doesn't stop. No one stops it until someone hits the ice. Dude. Could you imagine like in the NBA or, I mean, the NFL would be hilarious. All of a sudden, like a play, the ball snapped, a play stops. And oh my God, there's. Panay Sewell is just squaring up.
3: That would be. Max,
2: Max Crosby.
3: Dude, that would be insanity. It would be so be fun. Every but play. You, it be would be every, every play. That's the problem. You're right. Play. And Mackie, believe me, we get our shots in. They get theirs in, they sneak them in all the time. Oh, we it's sne- the punter.
2: It's the punter. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <Right now. laughs>
3: yeah, it's like they square up on the punter,
4: you see like four people run in, and they're like, no, no, stop yeah. it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> dude no it's great and the best is when the guys are fighting on the ice the refs are like picking up their stuff and tossing it out of the way like grabbing yeah. their sticks and gloves they know what to do dude I'm just saying it's a level of intensity that I am like this has been lacking in all sports some dude just out there like who wants it who fucking wants a piece today like I'm like yeah get but it's you also
2: it's also one of the weirdest most out of context things I've always said I'm okay with fighting in hockey. Like the, the league should yeah. just like police it but I'm okay with fighting in hockey long term if we start to award the winner of the fight a goal or a power maybe a
3: power play Ooh. okay let's let's put some stakes on this i'm, thing, in that, right? hey, I'm not put a goal some stakes on not it. a goal but i'll give you a power play we're if down, you win you stay on we're Yellow. down
2: four down 4 to 1 and we need a spark all right here we go now the other team has to opt into the fight so they need to get a, they,
3: they would get a power see, play see that's obviously. the problem is you have to drop gloves cuz if you drop and they don't you get in trouble you're still going 5 minutes so you got to yeah. be you're like still, you're still <laughs> Yeah, if I'm up four one and that's the case, you drop
4: gloves. I'm skating the other way. Like, the other team nice nice other job, team. idiot. See? Thirty yeah. seconds. Nice job, for idiot. Else to drop.
3: See, that's the problem is in football. If you're gonna fight, you got to be calculating. You got to be like, listen, this could cost me fifteen yards. It's gonna definitely and gonna the get next, the sh- and the next yeah. game. Like this is gonna be 15 get
4: fifteen sh- yards. The next game, I'll get kicked out. The backup comes in. We might lose the game. Like there's so many more like factors that go into it. Yeah,
3: hockey's five minutes, and you're back on there. You yeah. fucking <laughs> five minute misconduct, and you're back. Make it. If you lose, the other team's on a power play. Dude, okay. that 20, would be epic.
2: Since you're now a big hockey guy and you've yeah. got four kids in hockey, it was, I think, ten or eleven years ago when I used to I used to do like a four-hour radio show on ESPN Twin Cities, and we did an interview one day with Chris Knuckles Nylon. <laughs> Look him up, dude. It's Chris Knuckles. His last name is N-I-L-A-N. And he was an enforcer for the Montreal Canadiens and some other teams in the 1980s. And there's this document. So he was like doing a media tour because there was a documentary out about him that was in the theaters. And it is it's crazy. but It's also kind of sad. I mean, he was he talked about how he literally for years in the NHL felt like he wasn't good enough or skilled enough to stay in the league and make the money and live the lifestyle unless he was the enforcer. But he dreaded and hated being the enforcer. But it was uh, the only way for him to stay in the league. I mean, they're like Derek Bugard was like this in the late '90s, early 2000s, where those guys are like, "Well, I can't score 30 goals, and I'm right. not a top, I'm not a top six forward." So, crack the knuckles every night, like this is Here the only go. way that I can be valuable to my team. And it's kind of it's it's an interesting, it's kind of a sad story, but you should definitely check it out. Chris Knuckles Nylon. I can't remember what the name of the documentary is, but I'm all about it. It's a wild lifestyle,
3: man. It doesn't Dude. really exist as much in today's NHL. No. It's kind of been.
2: Weed it's called out, in the, the opposite skill.
3: way. Yeah, it's more skill. Mm-hmm. It's more speed. and It's more like yeah. stay away from me. That's why, like, when Matt came in, I was like, holy shit. And they were like, right away, they were like, this is his debut, his first shift. Dude, he spent more time in penalty than he <laughs> has on the ice so far this season. <laughs> like, I, at that's some not, point, you're like, okay, Matt, that's enough. But, like, to start it out, you're like, this kid wants everybody to know who the fuck he is. Do you, called, buddy? I
4: think it's called The Last
3: Gladiators.
4: Yes, The Last Gladiators. Yeah. The Last Gladiators.
3: Dude, I watched the documentary on when they first started wearing helmets, and I was like, Wait a minute! What? Yeah. They they dude, weren't
2: wearing go- helmets, dude. Goalies didn't wear
3: masks, dude. Goalies, dude, like
4: when you watch like Miracle, when you watch, and he like has that just like the plastic Jason Voorhees mask yeah. on, and you're like, good, <laughs> nice. Are you serious?
3: Dude. Yes, yeah. those guys are. They're tough, dude. Tough. As yeah,
4: shoot. they were they were wild back then. They dude, were wild. Sure. I love it. All right, you guys, you guys ready for? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I no, got buddy. dumb football questions for hit you. Hit it. You guys do, do it. it. Are you ready i'm ready
2: are you ready ready. i'm ready okay it's dumb football questions time we got a bunch of them here man let's let's start with this one this is from nick k and he has a dumb cereals question
4: Mm.
2: how did you get into being a sports agent what what's the average day like as a football agent which you've been now for a few years
4: yeah you know initially i wanted to get into coaching right so i blew my ankle up twice in 2019 was, had to retire. They told me I could come back and play, but that if I tore my ankle tendon again for a third time, they had to fuse my ankle, and I'd have just like a peg leg. And so I was like, 28 years Arg. old. They, yeah, 28 years old, just had my first kid. I was like, I want to run, jump, do crazy things with you. So that's all she wrote. So I started reflecting, like, what am I going to miss about the NFL? Like, obviously, I'm going to miss the locker room. Like, that's number one far and away. But I really was going to miss being like a mentor, an older guy in the room, helping the young guys come along, because like, I loved that. So I thought about going to coaching. And my wife was like, not a chance. You did not play this long to go back into coaching to make Mm. less money and work more hours. Fair. So Chris Giddings, who was my agent my whole career, approached me like, hey, you can do all those things you love, like coaching, mentoring, and staying involved in college football and in the NFL as an agent. And we can select the guys we want to do it with. And jumped right into that, and that was a big piece of the why I got into it. It's because I love the NFL and I love college football. I don't want to have to choose one, and so this allows me to stay in both worlds. Um, and then the other side of it was like as a day to day, it just it's exactly like football season, like flow. It's just changed seasons, right? So like January to April is my season, right? My grind time. I'm going pre-draft process. I'm on the road a ton. All star games, combine, training facilities, like moving and grooving for those first four months, getting guys nah, ready to go. That goes into kind of your off season of the summertime, which is recruiting, right? So then recruiting, and I'm on the road a ton in May, June, July, finding next year's class, building off the momentum from the draft that you had of hey, let's get next year's class in the in the kitty here and start really getting in front of these dudes. And so I'm on the road a lot. How do you then- reach? How do you reach out? So Instagram- okay. Instagram's really you just, the You the just best creep you just creep in social yeah. media. Slide yeah. in the DMs, dude. That's like it's amazing. This generation with their work life balance, they really only <laughs> want to respond to DMs. I True. have an eh, easier I have an a sensitive. E- <laughs> false spell. I have an <laughs> <False> easier <bell. laughs> I have an easier time getting kids to DM me back than I do to text me back. Seriously. Like that's like the preferred mode of communication for a lot of the kids in college right now is DMs on Instagram or I mean, a lot of them use Snapchat, but I refuse to do that. And so, you know, just going through that, that's recruiting, getting your kitty. And then you want to have – I would like to have 30 to 35 offensive linemen that I like and I'm talking to heading into the end of the season, right, into August. And then August through December is actually, weirdly enough, my downtime, right? Like you're managing your guys in the league making sure they're good, I'm doing film breakdowns for them, advanced scouting reports for them every week, going to visit them, watch their games on the weekends. But in reality, my day-to-day is pretty slow in the fall because everyone's busy, right? Everyone's in their work, and you're reaching out to college kids during the week, watching their film, talking with them. And so it's more like a standard work week during the season where like you need probably six, eight hours of work a day of watching film, reaching out to guys, but you're home. Right. And that's what I love about this job is I'm home. I get to spend lunch with my kids. I can take my kids to events. I can go hunting in the morning if I need to. And then you roll right back into December. December's the busy, really busy month. Cause that's clothing. That's closing. That's closing time. Right. That's hey, that's 30 kids. How many of those kids are right there? How many have fallen off? How many of you disliked because you didn't like them? Who else did you add? And yep. then you have like a group of you want to have probably a group of fifteen guys going into December that you feel like you can try and close, and you're never going to get them all, right? And it's a hard business because you're you're going to beat a lot of people, but if you just lose the one person, you're still the first loser. Uh, but it's a lot of work. The recruiting's the hardest part of this job by far and away. Uh, but I love it. It's a ton of fun. You get to stay into it. But yeah, that, the Decembers are tough months. They're How tough do you? Months. So you've probably had to. I mean. You guys, and just to
2: pull back the curtain, it's mostly offensive linemen that you guys rep, or am I wrong on that? So front seven
4: would be our, front our seven. agency. Okay. I'm our O-line expert, obviously, so I okay. I go after most the offensive linemen. Um, but, you know, so we try and just do what we know we can evaluate. So Zach Zaner's my partner, played running back for the Lions, so he can re- feel like he evaluates well, the running backs, tight ends, linebackers. I can evaluate a D-lineman, an offensive lineman, and if a tight end can block, but- You wouldn't turn down a quarterback? But we, you no, we wouldn't turn in... one down, but, the, dude, quarterbacks' price tags are high. Like, high to sign them. Like, I would yeah. love to get a quarterback. Like, if I could find a day three quarterback every year, sign me up. Like I'd a J.J. McCarthy, find... right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> God, or maybe a UDFA like sensitive. JJ McCarthy. I'm not, gonna I'm not gonna get sensitive. It's so
3: close, dude. It's <laughs> teetering. I wanna I, I almost nope. am going to write it don't down. You fa-
4: don't you fuss? Fa- don't you? I'm
3: not. you i i am not. Me. If he does a false spell, spell him again, me. I'll don't double false spell him.
4: But you know, I will take a quarterback. We had Adrian Martinez out of K State last year. You know, he yeah. got a chance with the Lions, didn't work out. He's going to go play in the USFL this year. Um, but yeah, we just do a lot of front seven on uh the negotiation side there but the nil world is changing this game as well it's changing our business extremely um i'm looking at agents big agencies signing high school kids wow you know, I, I saw gse um david Cantor's agency he signed the number one running back recruit in texas to to an nil as an agent and so now what's seeing- the youngest age football player that
2: I think Baby Gronk has an agent
4: already, too, probably. <laughs> that seems I mean, a little –
2: he might I, be peaking a little early, I feel
4: like. You're going to put – here's the problem when you do that. If you put the time and the resources, some of these dudes don't turn out at all. And now yeah. you've wasted, what, two years of resources and time on a kid that – man, okay, he was a bust. He was a five-star playing like a one-star, right? But then you're going to hit on guys where I lost a recruit this year that I thought we were really close on and had a great chance to sign – And all of a sudden, he's like, ah, well, I've been with this agency since my freshman year in college. And you're like, oh, so I was fighting an uphill battle the whole way, trying to root out a relationship that's been two years in the making. Yeah, That's a really hard thing to do. And so the NIL world is changing. We have to get more involved in it, which we are this year, also to protect these kids from the collectives because the collectives are shady as shit. And they're constantly trying to get money out of the kids' pockets or find a way to weasel out of contract deals. And if you don't have someone that knows what they're looking at those contracts, all those kids see is big shiny numbers and not the fine print. So that's a big reason why we got in the NIL world too. Yeah,
2: here's a here's a follow-up. This, this, this we'll start with Boone on this one. This is from Michael Jenkins. And by the way, you guys keep sending us. We, we had so many great questions this week. Keep sending us in the YouTube comment section your your dumb football questions. Now that you guys are both working with young players, so. You know, Jay, agency side, but also overlaps into training and helping kids with film study. Booney, you're running an offensive line training center and working with guys. What are some weird things that you tell rookies going into training camp that they need to know? Are there things you tell them that fans and normal people would never
3: consider important going into their first NFL training camp? Yeah, we were talking about it yesterday, actually. <laughs> we were talking about it yesterday with the guards and centers. We were, after we were done... Taking sets and stuff for the day because a couple of them are getting ready to leave for the combine. We were sitting around talking, and one of the things I told them was like, listen, don't don't let anything surprise you. Don't let anything shock you. Somebody asks you a silly fucking question, don't act like an idiot. Act like a man. Answer it, okay? Because they asked me a lot of fucking weird questions. They're going to ask you a lot of weird questions. This just how it goes. But also, when you get to training camp, one of the biggest things we tell them is like, hey, man, you got to blend in. You got to all of a sudden be a part of the room. You have to make yourself noticeable somehow. You have to intricately work your way in there because guys like Jay and I are looking for the guys that aren't working, but trying to find their way in. They're trying to like weasel their way in. And you're like, that guy's not working though. Like he's having a blast with us, but he's not working. And so one of the things I tell him is like in our gym, the rookies always have to hold the bags. We don't make vets hold the bags. Cause when you go to where the fuck you're going, I'm not holding a bag. I'm barely doing any drills. Jay will tell you, I wasn't even walking during the week, but I'm not holding the bag for sure. So we, we instantly were like, Hey, if a bag's on the ground, I'm like, who the fuck you thinks picking that up? They're looking back, oh, my bad, my bad. Like they, They're they doing a great job. We're just trying to teach them faster because, like Jay said, the NIL is kind of fucking this up, and it's making guys think they're very important and special. And it's like, listen, dude, you might be special in college, but when you step up into here, you're dealing with trained killers. We just told you that Kirk Cousins is lethal. He doesn't look it, but he is everybody is like that everybody looks friendly and fun and you're like i could get fucked up with that guy all day but that guy has an agenda and that guy's trying to fuck with you because he knows hey listen if that guy beats me out i'm fucked i'm getting cut i got kids i got a wife so i'm gonna start messing with everybody but when i hit the field i'm for real for real like we tell them to at the combine when you punch that fucking bag i want to see blood you got to try and fuck that bag up Like, you won't be these guys out here trying to look all cool and like, I'm not going to hit the bag. We try to ingrain in them how these coaches want it done. Because for fucking 10 years, I heard how the coaches want it done. It's the same everywhere. I want you to move your goddamn ass. I want you to sit down. I want you to fucking strike. It ain't hard. And if you do that constantly, they're going to be like, this is a hell of a player right here. I like this kid, so, so we're always be. trying to tell them things.
4: And at it's the a same real time, friendly family friendly podcast this morning. I know, right? It's the <laughs> truth, Tunes though. Like, on a roll today. dude, Tunes when you're talking when you're it. talking about
3: these rookies, dude, they they come from different worlds, and so you have to let them know. And the great thing is, it's not even me preaching it as much as it is the vets in our gym right now. Mm-hmm. Like J Mike yesterday, J Mike is so special to me because he is such an awesome player. He John is Michael so Schmitz. John Michael Schmidt. Sorry, I call him J Mike. He is so fucking big, and he comes in. After how many weeks of playing real fucking football and he looks incredible. And I was like, all the rookies looked at me and I was like, see, they're trained. They're fucking lethal. They know what they're doing. They'll giggle and they'll goof with you. But the minute they get to work, they're fucking working. And they're like, yeah, you're not kidding. I'm like, yeah, don't piss them off. J Mike is not the one you want to piss off. Even more so, CV. CV. Is not the one you want to piss. Like I'm like Cordell, Volson. You, Cordell Volson. Volson. I'm like wait till you we see need, him.
2: We need a glossary for Alex. Oh, Alex.
3: I don't. I don't ever say real name. Everyone's got a nickname in my book. But that's. But that's what it is. And we tell them like, hey, this is for real. For real, right? And when coaches ask you real questions, you give them real answers. You don't ever say I don't know, and you don't ever say no. If you don't know, you fell asleep for something. You shouldn't even be here with us. Like you have to know everything. When you make a mistake, tell them the truth. Don't ever sit back and be like so and so said. Just sit there and go I fucked up this is what i did wrong this is what i'll do right next time that's what they want to hear straight up yes i messed up i won't do it again and then they're looking did you do it again because if you did it again they're gonna go hey stupid we talked about this you're gonna go yeah we did yeah
4: repeat errors oh they
3: hate that shit they fucking hate it like this is the stuff that we're talking about this is real ball this is very crotchety old cranky men sitting above you going what the fuck is this and you're like shit. It's straight shit. You might not agree with it, but you better say it. You better be like, you're right, coach. That looks like shit. I can be way better. I can do better, and I'll show up earlier tomorrow. I promise you it ain't going to happen again, because they have to feel this trust with you, especially with young guys. They have to know you're not fucking with them. They have to know that it's not in one ear and out the other. It hit my brain. I understand what you're saying, because they'll tell you, if you don't understand, say something right now. Because once I move on, we're not coming back to this. And if you let them move on, they're not kidding. If you go like, hey, coach, 20 minutes ago, we were watching, they're going to be like, no. (laughs) <laughs> that time is past. We're moving on. The vets need to know other things. So that's why in the gym, they're constantly being thrown around a little bit, but they have a great grasp right now, which I love. They are constantly like, we understand we're holding bags. We're listening. We're asking right questions. Like they do a good job of it, which is what we're trying to teach them to do in the gym. Be a vet, be a good fucking football player. Understand what you're doing.
4: Yeah. And on top of that, The conversation I have with all our guys too is don't get sensitive and don't get upset by being a rookie. Everyone had to do it at one point in their life, right? You have to fill the water bottles. You have to make sure there's Gatorade in the room. You have to say, if they want you to go out and buy $400 worth of snacks, go get a giant bin from Lowe's, take it to the dollar store, take it to Walgreens, and just, Jesus, I'm throwing shit. And just throw it in there. He's excited. Just throw it in there. Like, don't take it personally. Because so many guys, when they come in and if they're a rookie and they're like, man, I ain't doing that shit. They're like, don't look. I I ain't your bitch. Like all that stuff. It's just like, oh, I'm gonna make this dude's life. Hell like you want to play this game like all of us had to do it right. J. Mike was telling me last year. He's like, dude, they made me go buy five hundred dollars worth of bagels every single week. Every single week I had to show up with bagels. He's like, you know what? If they were late, guess who was pacing across the offensive line room waiting for him to come in? Brian Dable. Like, the head coach is like, John Michael, where the fuck's my bagels? He's like, they're coming, coach. They're on the way, right? Like, it's just part of being a rookie. And then once you get through it and you do your rookie dinner and you move on, you're like, man, that sucked. That was kind of fun. It's a rite of passage. It was. And now it's my turn. And now it's my turn. And So we just tell guys, like, understand, you're going to have to do your rookie duties. you got to earn your stripes in the NFL. You really do. You just earn your stripes. You just do it once. You have a good time with it. You enjoy it. You roll with the punches, and then it's over. And I would but, think
2: if you if you're a good sport about it, it. I
4: mean, it, we're great. It, it moves oh, you yeah. up the ladder. We'll in take the care of you with the teammates, we, right? You're, you're our guys. Like even that water you're bottle, you're our you know. rookie, right? Yep. Like you, we don't allow. If someone else tries to give you shit, be like, hey, that's my rookie. You don't right. touch him. Don't touch. Right, like that's the difference. And versus if you're kind of a you're kind of a dick, and the D linemen start getting on you, be like. To the wolves, dude. Have yep. fun, yep. right? Like, there's a, a respect factor there, and I don't know if we told the story of the rookie Willie Beavers, 2016. I don't we had, think so. Bad rookie. We want to? I don't know. Bad, if we want to. Bad, bad, bad rookie. He we sucked. had a bad rookie. He sucked. He was terrible. As not, a, I'm not talking about the football player. I'm just saying, as far as doing his rookie. By deals. the way, he was like a fourth fourth round, round pick. pick. He was. He's, right. I think he was the highest draft
2: pick that the Vikings have cut out of training camp. Yes. So Maybe. he
4: he came in and just refused to do anything rookie related. He's like, "Nah, my agent told me not to take shit from none of y'all." And we're like, "Oh boy, Ooh. this is <laughs> you know how be that went a with long me." Long year for you, my friend. And so he wouldn't get the waters, he wouldn't fill the snack drawers, and eventually Tony was the one that was like, "Willie, this is not going to work. You have to do this." And so he finally started doing it, but it was just fighting tooth and nail. We're like we all were supposed to get breakfast sandwiches one day, and he just didn't go get them. And so we made him go get him And like he missed a lift And then the coach we over like Doesn't Wait, matter We out. told him he had to do this
3: this is, this is how it went When he missed That fucking day of sandwiches We were livid So man you don't, you don't fuck up The Friday sandwich meal Friday no. is fast fucking Friday I want my sandwich Chick-fil-A. I, wanna I practice, want to go practice Chick-fil-A And I want to go home Right I want to get this shit done So I'm not thinking a lot So he misses the sandwiches And so we're fucking pissed So we're like You know what We're going to tag his ass back Hey Willie Totally cool. You fucked, fucked up. Next week, get those sandwiches here on Friday. Get him here early, though. We're like, we'll make. It's all good. He doesn't realize he has a lift he has to be in, and we're like, yeah, fuck this guy. Oh, so he ends God. up for like three weeks missing Friday lifts, misses them. Like we set him down. We we're like, you're gonna get the sandwiches. Is this like during said. training camp? No, no. no this is season. Think, he was practice okay. squad. Got, so all of a sudden get, he got cut three Fridays in. Fucking strength coach comes to me. He's like, what the fuck is with your rookie? I go, what? He's like, he's not been here for lifts. And I was like, you don't say. He's yeah. like, dude, he's missed the last three Fridays. I go, you better go tell Tony. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so Prince no. Salazar dude. went the fuck upstairs, told Tony, Spielman, and Zim. All three of them come down to me, and they're like, what the fuck? I go, what? They're like, why has Willie been missing Friday lifts? I go, not a clue. Don't That's know. Really- you got to be kidding me. Missing lifts? <laughs> that's a big deal boys they were like yeah that's a big fucking deal don't fuck with us don't ever (laughs) fuck with us ever because i'll fucking tag your ass back so hard i did so many fucking rookie duties and i've been reminded by some of the greatest football players ever that i busted my ass so when people are like you can't do that motherfucker you can do whatever you want there is no (laughs) hr in the nfl they sit upstairs we sit down they don't let them in the zoo didn't you know that? <laughs> the coaches tell us all the time, they don't let you down here with you guys, so you can't go upstairs and complain. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. That's how it goes in the league, and that's why it's so fun because it's run by us. And he it's also, like, listen, if you do what you're supposed to do, this will go smooth. But also, let's not forget, Willie also lost the playbook week one yes. into being here. Week one. And when one, he lost that playbook, he lost his iPad. I mean, He you lost l- an he iPad. left
4: his iPad At in the hotel stadium. room.
3: Now Bush it. They were fucking pissed. They were like, how do you forget the most important thing in your life, Willie? I don't know. I don't know. Instantly, Tony looks at me like, what do I do? I go, fucking crush him.
4: Ten grand. Crush him. Crush him. Right here. Ready? This was the bell.
3: Ten grand. contract. detrimental. (laughs) We wrote that down so fast. We were like, yeah. And everybody thought we were picking on Willie. Everybody did on the team. Everybody thought we were. The problem was people didn't know what was going on behind scenes. Like, Remember the side of the hill, Searles?
4: Stop. Don't even go. I'm not going to. Let's just
3: say that a lot of it was extremely deserving. You can't. He was an extremely rude person to a lot of good people that we loved. Like EQ. You can't fuck with EQ. You can't fuck with the trainers either. Like They're kind of like our rookies too. They take care of us, and when we're like, I need new gloves, they're like, not a problem. Need new elbow pads, not a problem. Need new knee braces, not a problem.
2: for, like from an outsider perspective, you you guys it is a zoo, and you've you've got you've oh got yeah, the, but but you guys have a culture and a sort of code. codes and standards yes. and norms and and if you're gonna come in and try and go against that grain, we're gonna push
3: back. You better,
4: you better either know what you're getting into, or and if you do push against the grain, you better be a baller, right? Because if you're starting, like if you're starting as a rookie. We will give you grace. Oh, huge. Because grace. you've got a lot of going you've got a lot going on and you're yeah. contributing to winning on this football team. If you're a backup or not even dressing, that's when the rookie duties take a big part. And that's part of you earning your place in the room. Right. Right. Like if you're starting, a lot of this is like, hey dude we'll get someone to pick up the sandwiches. You just pay for it. That's what yeah. they do. Right? Like, they make them pay for like, it. It's like, hey, we'll we'll handle this. You just pay, write a check. Give me some cash. We'll get someone else to handle these duties when you're starting. But it's when you're not starting or even if you're on practice squad and you're not doing it. I mean, last story for this is we went to Del Frisco's in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right? So we went there. I think it was, it was 2016. 16. Jake Long. Jake Long had just gotten put on the team. And we play what's known as credit card roulette and so we yeah. did this every time we went out to eat right everyone takes their credit card at the end of the day you throw it into a napkin and then the the waiter pulls them out one by one until the last card in the thing ends up having to pay well willie decided to join us on this finally he's like we're coming we're like but if you come you don't have an option you play credit card roulette this is just what we do first of all he tried to order fried lobster at del frisco's like they were like you ordered he, a lobster, he goes, goes, can he goes you fry lobster it? tail he goes can you deep fry it and they were like this no, is that's, no. Del Frisco's. This is not Popeye's, right? Like They were like, we don't fry things. He's like, oh, all right, I'll just take the lobster. And so then at the end of it, we told the guy, hey, we're going to play credit card roulette, but you see when this guy gives you his card, just keep it in the back of your hand. And so he, we rigged the system, Love and it. he ended up losing, of course, and then refused to pay. And we knew that was going to happen if he lost. And so he refuses to pay, and it's a... Problem. You've got Alex Boone freaking out. You've got um Joe Berger, a 13 year vet, that's like this is just how the game is played. Brandon Fusco, an eight year vet, like Jake. you've got all these vets. Yeah, and then Jake Long sitting in the corner, kind of quiet because he had just gotten there, right? And he's sitting there in the corner watching all this unfold. And about five minutes into this discussion, that's starting to get pretty heated at this point, Jake goes, "Fuck it, I'll pay," and throws his Black American Express card out onto the table and you hear it like everyone looks over and it's like the slow motion where it's like tink 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 tink, 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 tink. real tink <laughs> we're like oh 100 million dollar boys got this man never mind we're good yeah. to go we're like and go. it was just so funny with the jake we're like yeah that's what real money can do real money can just throw the black american express card out in the middle of the table and everyone just goes oh yes sir okay gotcha. we'll,
2: yeah, so we'll just tab out now we'll should have seen
3: go. us all thank you jake thanks jake thanks jake thanks, <laughs> appreciate you appreciate <laughs> you buddy love jake. by the way jake thanks, long man. love him Dumb football questions. Keep sending them
2: in. YouTube comment section. We'll get to it. Throughout the offseason, too, we're going to have a lot more time to, to dive into even more dumb football questions. Mm. So so uh, so hit us up. By the way, Willie Beavers, as of last year, was still an active member of professional football for the Arlington Renegades of the mm.
4: XFL.
3: Right. Is Starting. that the UFL now? They merged with yes. the USFL. USFL. It's now the UFL. Yes. Got, it. Got yeah. it. Yeah, I'll be I'm interested excited. to see what that
4: league Spring looks like football. this year. You I will too. watch it. I will watch it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll watch it and see what it goes because it's – the problem – here's the problem with those those spring leagues. There's caught in this middle purgatory area, right? Because people love college football because it's – you're watching it with your heart, right? You, you just love your team so much and you love the excitement of college football that, like, you're just so invested. People watch the NFL to watch the freak shows. Like, I want to see Odell Beckham do one hand catch Fantasy at the football too. Like, yeah. I want to see Nick Bosa bear crawling after Patrick Mahomes after doing the slide move, right? Like, I want to see the freak showsness. You go into the XFL and you have neither, right? You have like no loyalty to the Seattle Sea Dragons. <laughs> And like Speak the freak, for yourself, and Come and the freak now. shows are not there because they're in the league, and so it's it's this push pull of like, is this good football or is this bad football? Like I can't tell what I'm watching, and I don't have a ton of loyalty to. You know, he seems like I'll just go outside, and that's the other hard part about the is it's right during the best time of the year to be outside. Yeah, right. Like it's in the summer, it's in the spring, and you're like. Can I go golf on a Sunday, or do I want yeah. to watch the Renegades versus the Stallions? Right, like it's one of those hard things to watch, but I'll definitely watch this year to see if the the merger made it better quality football because a lot of guys got cut. Right, they had sixteen teams, and yep. I think down it's down to twelve. Right, so that there's there's the yeah it's down to eight actually. I think you're yeah. right. It's down to eight. So like a lot of the got stuff got weeded out. So I'll see kind of what this the season looks like. I'm excited for it. Let's
2: go. Let's so, go. Uh, Let's. Uh, we should. Yeah, we should do picks for the UFL. Actually, we should do off season. Oh, we should. We should. Dude, let's play. do it. Hey, let's do should it. We do it. Uh, all. Hey, all of us
4: beer. also have to take a team. We all have to take oh, a team and, sure. be, and claim them as okay. our own. For right? sure. We have to claim a team as we own. We all have to buy a hat. We all have to buy a hat of the team that we are going to support for the entire year. We have to pick one. I'm super
3: down for that. I'm in for okay. this for sure. Super down. I for that. am we, down.
4: And if, and if we record a pod and you don't know if your team won or lost, stake in a beer.
3: Oh, guaranteed. You have
4: to follow. You've got to be loyal. You've got to be loyal. Gotta My gotta guy Case spell.
2: Cookus is the quarterback for the Memphis Showboats. So mm. maybe they
4: might be the leader.
3: The I'm Bellos
2: so
4: excited game. for
3: this. So I think we I'm going to go
4: Birmingham, Birmingham Stallions. I'm claiming it right now. Birmingham Stallions. That's my squad. That's my dude. I got Adrian Martinez. My quarterback's on that team, so I'm wow, claiming the, him.
2: The UFL Super Draft took place on January 15th of this yeah. year. Can you guys name who the number one pick was? No. Quarterback. Quarterback Quinton Dormady. Previously with the Orlando Guardians. Where'd he go to college? Quinton Dormady. This, nope. He went to... Oh, he played for... So he was with Tennessee for a few years, transferred to Houston, then transferred to Central Michigan in college.
3: Oh, okay. You put up. Central nah. Michigan's got a little squad, nah, put, man. Put got a little a squad. Numbers. Staley, A.B., <laughs> this guy. First round, people, yeah. I think That's Willie went saying. there, too, didn't
4: he? shows. Freak Willie shows. went there. He did. We'll see. I'm excited. Oh, man. I got Birmingham Stallions. Sign
2: me up. Boom. All right. We got some film reviews on the YouTube channel this week, too. These guys are going to be at the combine. I'm going to try and corral you guys for some combine like emergency podcasts. later. I cannot late wait. By the way, oh it yeah, be late at night if you're gonna oh, do it. Oh no, don't just, worry. Just need like the earbuds and a phone yep. anywhere. We'll, you get can find we'll get it. We'll get it. Place to sit down. So, uh, click that like button and the subscribe button on the O Line Committee YouTube channel. And again, a five star rating and a positive review on Apple and Spotify helps us spread the word about this thing. We'll see you guys next time.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.